Hello and welcome to Splashwave. There we go. No spike on the mic. That's what we like. How about that? <laughs> this is, uh, well, I am Mykonos fan, Chris. That's probably going to be easier for this. And um, you probably watch my stuff if you're here, because I don't think this will ever be on the podcast service. But if not, I am a white male video game person on the internet, which is very unique. Uh, there's not a lot of those. Um, and this show is basically, it's like a show about nothing. I don't think anyone's ever done that either. So uh, this is great with me. I have someone who I'm not sure has an internet handle he wants to publicize. No, keep that. Yeah, it's you don't want me to plug your top 10 Resident Evil movies video. <laughs> Are there 10? Is that, did I make that? No. Okay. Have there been 10? Been 10? There's been about nine. Okay, so in like three months you'll be set. <laughs> so this is Alex. Say hello. Hello, everybody. You didn't say just hello. You've already broken. What? You... Dumb joke. Oh. But anyway, this show, <laughs> how I'm thinking of doing it, let me poke at my laptop and get the calendar up. Um, we'll just break the illusion and say we're recording this on July 13th, a Friday. What I'm imagining I'll do is... Because I need more perks on the Patreon for the nice people who give more than $1 a month. We'll probably say, like, anyone $3 and up gets this on the Tuesday before the last Friday of the month. That way to get a nice, good few days early. Um, but I like I like Last Wave as, like, an end-of-month podcast. Everyone puts their podcast out on Friday, so me too, I guess. But... Uh, Patreon people will get it on Tuesday. That's the idea. I don't know if every month there'll be a guest. I don't know anything. I just want to see how this goes because I've known Alex for about three weeks and I've always <laughs> wanted to put a microphone in front of us and just see what happens. <laughs> it probably won't be interesting to anyone but us, but I don't really care. That's all that matters. Yeah, what are this is episode zero, one, two, or fifty-eight, wherever it goes. That's where it's going. So hello. I like episode zero. Episode zero. To continue with the Resident Evil thing, I like. Just podcast zero. I could call it chapter three and never release it. <laughs> and just like put the image in the video somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Almost three years later, and Phantom Pain still just pisses me off. I don't know what it is. I don't think there's anyone that that doesn't piss off. Konami. No? Konami I mean... the person. <laughs> <laughs> he just hates it. But... What does Konami look like? I um, paint a picture of like... A Japanese health club, but with arms, legs, and like a pachinko heart. I like that. I was picturing a, just a tuxedo with a, just a fucking mean looking arcade head, but I like that image better. We'll combine the two and we'll make it the mascot for this episode somehow. I like that. Eight years from now. I guess somebody to draw that. Yeah. So, <coughs> Alex is already choking on water. <laughs> Uh, the loose structure for at least this episode is we're just going to talk about what we've been playing for the last month because we both happen to like video games. Then I imagine we'll probably venture off into like Urbex or something and <laughs> probably just say we like Dan Bell's videos a lot. Yeah. And I don't know. We'll see how it goes. <coughs> so you're the guest. I've done all the talking. What have you been playing in the last month? Oh, let's see here. Is there anything you're like, well, yeah, about or have you just been kind of been killing the time? What stands out, I think, is Stardew Valley. Oh, where'd you get the idea to play that one? Mm. From uh, <laughs> a certain top 15 game of the year list, 
I think he was top 15, I don't know. But, yeah. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even remember. So, sure. 15. Hmm. How many, how many hours would you say you put in? Not, not much yet, but there's, like, just uh, so much stuff to do. Like, it's just a grand spectrum of things, so it's kind of overwhelming, which, mm-hmm. in a good way, so. Yeah, because I'm only used to people like me who have put, like, 100 hours into it, so I, I don't know the perspective of someone who isn't that deep in that has lost almost a literal week of their life to this game. And I'm, not, I'm not crazy about the mining. You don't like the mining? Yeah, and that, that's a big part of it. I think that's what turned me off when winter hit. It was like, and well, I can't hit. farm at all, so I just have to mine yeah. or fish. And I, Fishing's okay. We should probably clarify if people don't know. Stardew Valley, spiritual successor to Harvest Moon. It's all about farming. There's also a dungeon-crawling light combat element to the game. Um, Which is... I like the combat element. Yeah, yeah. So it's a... Game that goes in seasons, so there's spring, summer, fall, and winter. Um, naturally, your main thing is to grow crops and tend to that, but in the winter, you can't really grow that many crops, so you're forced to look elsewhere for something to kill the 30 in game days. And uh, that might be mining, and um, they might be giants. I've, I put up with the mining, but when I think of the game, that's like the last thing I think of. Because yeah. I, I just do it to I, do it. It's like I have to. I don't feel good about it. How how I would define the game is like the farming, clear like building the farm is the main thing, and then the relationships are sort of like a close second, like with all the townspeople. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, just building like in general. And I guess would you say that this game like spawned from the sort of Minecraft craze? Like that was Minecraft was sort of the the ball point, and then the Big Bang was like Terraria. The Big and, uh, I'd say so because even the Bazinga, even the Bazingo, the sound effects when you pick up items through that little, which is really satisfying. It's that Minecraft sound, yeah. like almost exactly. Like that has to be intentional. There you go. That sounded <laughs> a little gross at the end, but yeah. So it's that it's kind of got a similar cycle of like. Well, I guess in Minecraft you don't sleep at night, so I guess it's not really a similar cycle at all, but. You can. It's totally optional. Yeah, so it's more like... In case like, you didn't know how Minecraft worked. I I, I got some achievements in Minecraft. That's about it. Yeah. But like in the, you know, in the morning, you're probably going to be tending to your animals and your crops. And in the evening, you'll probably be in the mines trying to get stuff to upgrade your uh, your farm equipment. Um, stuff, you know, materials to help build new buildings, shit like that. We can swear in this, by the way. Um, Fuck. Heck. Uh, but... It's, so maybe I, I put up with it I don't yeah it's like if I could improve one part of that game like way of a magic wand I'd make I don't know how I'd make it more interesting but because like even the mine levels are procedurally generated so oh really I, I didn't know that for the most part so I don't know if like crafting actual 4x4 four four levels would make that more interesting to me but I just I've never left the mine in Stardew Valley thinking, I can't wait to get back in there. It's yeah. always like, I guess I'll go back in yeah. in the next in-game day. And you should probably mention the energy thing. So, Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> like, any action you do, whether it's like hoeing the field or fishing or anything, like, takes some energy. And obviously there's like different cost of energy for activities. And mining is like up there because you're constantly like swinging the pickaxe and stuff. And yeah. it's not even that that like turns me away from the mine. I don't, it's just by the time you get to the mine, you've done all your stuff 
early on in the day mm-hmm. that also takes energy. So early on in the game, you're probably already at like a third of the way to being empty on your energy, which makes you pass out and you go to the hospital. Yeah. You get charged a fine. The doctor says, um, you can date me if you want, I guess, but I'm so busy. And you're like, wait, what? So <laughs> you can't romance him. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, so by the time you get to the mine, which is your way to build it up, and like this is a part of the grind of Stardew Valley, you're kind of feeling anxious because it's like, I got to really manage what I do here. Hashtag. And hashtag. The grind. I had to grind for this view. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. But I, I still adore that game. I still think it's my favorite thing I played in 2016 when that came out. Above even like Uncharted 4 and everything like that. But really, yeah, above Uncharted Four, I do. I think I think Uncharted Four was like my second favorite that year. But Stardew Valley to me was just like, yeah, I think I said in the video, but it just got to me in a way because I really liked Harvest Moon: Friends of Mineral Town on Game Boy Advance, and that was a sprite-based Harvest Moon game with really similar hooks. Like I'd say, of all the Harvest Moon games I played, that one felt the closest to Stardew Valley, like kind of a cutesy prototype. If you want to like be really productive, so Stardew Valley was the only Harvest Moon game since then I felt like was an actual sequel to that Harvest Moon. So it was like built just for me, basically. I missed out on all that Har- Harvest Valley stuff. Harvest Moon? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like them to cross over and just be like, fuck it, we'll pick you up. But I don't know how I missed out on that stuff. I, I'd say you grew up on a lot of, we'll get into you here, you grew up on a lot of, from what I can think of, like Silent Hill, Metal Gear Solid, like M-rated games <clears throat> when you were like three years old. I suppose, yeah. Basically. Yeah, so, my first PlayStation was PlayStation 1. The first, first PlayStation, PlayStation game was uh, Silent Hill. And obviously I was like so young, so all I did was start the game and like get engrossed in the atmosphere and then not be able to do anything beyond getting killed by like the first enemy or two. So That's how it was for me when I played it. The and other so year. I was a fan. Yeah, huge <laughs> fan of the genre. But I can see growing up on that and looking over at this anime farming game and being like, I don't want to play that. Yeah. Yeah. And wasn't it a Nintendo exclusive as well? Well, actually, that Game Boy Advance one was originally a PlayStation 1 game. Oh. And they, like, demade it for Game Boy Advance. Um, the primary focus was Nintendo systems, but you would get, like, special editions on PlayStation 2 of some games. Mm. And it did have, like, one exclusive that was, like, a futuristic Harvest Moon, which I've never even seen a screenshot of. Sounds kind of cool. It, it sounds kind of cool. Am Wait, I, do you mean futuristic as in modern day or, like, futuristic as in, like, chrome and space? I, I don't know. That's the thing. Huh. I, I don't know if I want to know. I kind of like it as, like, a chrome <laughs> thing. but Spaceships then, and... Like, do the cows just have, like... Fishbowl? <laughs> yeah. Like, what's different? That's no. a good image. I like that. Yeah, so maybe... Maybe that should be the Concerned Apes next thing. I think it's the Harvest Moon developer's, like, name he goes by. At the beginning, there's that little pink monkey dude, Concerned Ape. Oh. I was thinking that was cartoons for some reason. <laughs> no. I've told you, right? All those logos sort of mesh together after a while, like... Yeah. Well, if it helps you, Concerned Ape is the one you can push the button and his the little ape will go oh because he poked him he's like oh. oh but you see what I was going to say was um, no for no particular reason whatsoever I was never a Nintendo guy mm-hmm. I don't know why like it always looked great I always like saw other kids playing I was like yeah but you are a man who grew up in the Pokemon at it's highest peak ever <laughs> when it was a 
worldwide phenomenon. Yeah, and, and you I just never it. interfaced with it. I remember walking to school and hearing people like Pokemon, Pokemon, and I was like, oh, it's a look the other way. And I have no idea why because I loved RPGs. I did love like cutesy Japanese stuff, things. Uh, you know, you did not anymore. No, I still do. Hmm. I don't. Yeah, but I don't know. Just like some rare. Uh, you were just like, you were that kid. Yeah, I was that. I was that kid. It's hard for me to imagine because Pokemon was like a defining thing. Like every single day you go to school, you talk about Pokemon. What'd you play? What was the show like? Hey, did you bring your cards? The school hasn't outlawed it yet. Fuck you, Cottageville. <laughs> you know, it's just like a thing. I can't even. Like someday, I just want to. And I did watch the show. I know uh, an old friend of ours did. I think he set you off on like a Pokemon emulator. Right? And then there was that online battle thing he did. Yeah. So that was yeah. like your introduction. But someday I'd like to sit you down in front of an actual Pokemon game and to see how you get into it, if you even like care at this point. Because I wonder if... Like, I think I did, like after I played the online thing for a while, like maybe a year or two later, I tried to get an emulator and get one of the Game Boy ones. And it was just too dated to get mm. into. Yeah. They did remake them. Oh. Um, like, there's one on Game Boy Advance, Fire Red, Leaf Green. That's the first game. Then DS got Heart Gold and Soul Silver, which were the seconds at. Mm-hmm. I'd probably put Heart Gold or Soul Silver in front of you because they're my favorites. But even now, that was like almost ten years ago. Was it? Heart Gold and Soul Silver was like 2011, but it's it's still kind of dated. Yeah, that's crazy know. that we're saying something from 2011 is dated. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, I was a fucking old. Kind of back to our point of what we've been playing, you accidentally sold me on trying Xbox Game Pass. So I was playing Hill Wars Definitive Edition, yeah. and the title screen says like 2009 or something. And I was like, what? <sighs> then I thought about how Halo Wars 2 came out like last year or something, and I was like... That's a big gap. Not only did they have like a huge gap, but also Halo Wars 1 is fucking like 10 years old now. <clears throat> it's still amazing, too. All units are still hilarious to All me. All units. <laughs> 10 years later. Local units. I played a... Um... <laughs> I know maybe we'll go jump back to the recently playing, but to go off of Halo Wars, there was another, I think it was an Xbox 360 launch title <clears throat> um, called Command and Conquer 3 from the exact same people, and they made Halo Conquer. Wars like a year later. Command and Conquer was like really good. Like if you like Halo Wars, this was just like, that's, I mean it was different art and stuff, but it was like streamlined. If you like Starcraft, and, which... F- fans of the genre. If yeah, 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 yeah. mid-2000s gaming site, you would say fans of the genre. <laughs> but I've... Command of Conquer's been on my list for a long time. Because I, I don't know where you... I mean, I guess the online store, but I haven't seen it, like a physical copy in years and years. Probably have to hope it runs on a modern computer or... The, Here's how dated it is. Sorry to cut you off, yeah. but I just have to... I rented it at a Blockbuster. Wow. Yeah. That They just closed two, block, two of the last Blockbusters up in Alaska, actually. Alaska? Yeah. So the last remaining one is in Bend, which I assume is in Bend, Oregon? Which is where that PlayStation Studio Bend is at. Whoa. But there's that dead one near us. I have meaning if I can get pictures of in uh, Ashland. Where we saw that like blockbuster with the sign and everything still there off on oh, the side. Yeah. Because yeah. somebody posted that in the Dan Bell group a few weeks ago. And I was like, fuck. I'm going to go get pictures of that. Yeah, I need to join that Dan Bell group. You do? And we should probably add it to our list of like places we should go to. Yeah. I'd like to go back to Ashland soon. Ashland. That was where we went that had the mall with the cats. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that really weird fucking little mall. Speaking of cats, <laughs> here's Dobby, who will probably want food. 
But now he's coming here in a nap. Yeah, like I guess the command and conquer route. I don't know if your computer would handle it. I've never messed with this. But there is like a virtual. I think it's called virtual machine VM. So you can set up a emulated like Windows ninety eight on a current computer or something, and then it has all the resources it needs, all resources to play old computer games because that's like how you get around things to play like old SimCity or whatever. Oh, okay. I just so, figured you could just download it and it would work. No, there's. I haven't messed with PC gaming quite some time, it, so it's confusing. That's kind of why I stay out of it. But like, there's some games from that time that you download now that relied on drivers that just don't exist anymore right. in current you know software. So you gotta you know either somehow rewrite it or I, I don't know. I like to put a disc in a thing in a place. Yeah. That's what I like about gaming. Yeah, where I download it and it just works. But yeah. Halo Wars, it's PC. still comfy. Yeah, very. it's. It's just like a warm Christmas hug. Yeah. The music's great. Um, it doesn't do what Halo Wars 2 did where the units just talk all the fucking time Ugh. with like the hoorah military dialogue. I played like half a match of two and I was just like, I gotta go back to one. Yeah. I I, I need something hyper specific and Halo Wars is that each and every time I play it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel good playing it. That's basically all I had to say about Halo Wars. But I feel like no one talks about Halo Wars. Even with, like, a second game out, it just kind of came and went. Yeah, it definitely did. I don't know what it is, if there's not enough Halo and RTS fans that cross over or what, but I never hear about it. I remember the sentiment I'm time. sure there's, a, like, a niche, like, group of people that are like, Halo Wars! I follow some Instagram accounts that are just still all about, like, Halo, and that's pretty much dead, so... <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe hey, it's Halo not. Infinite's coming, man. Yeah, I guess. That's maybe <clears throat> Halo 6 and maybe a shooter. Who knows? People, people <laughs> liked 5, which... Uh, Alex is not a modern day 343i Halo fan. But yeah, I I was able to find a hardcore thread of people complaining that the Prophet wasn't in Halo Wars 2. And I was like, oh yeah, because he's my favorite guy to play as. Yeah. Next he dies in Halo Wars 1, but you could put him in the multiplayer, whatever. To me, Halo Wars is just a 1v1 match on easy, where I completely dominate <laughs> the other person with no thought or strategy. <laughs> I don't care about all the strategy stuff. That's my Halo Wars experience, too. I just need the fix of feeling powerful (laughs) for, like, 15 to 30 minutes. And I'm like, all right. Some comfy music and maybe some, like, cute little Covenant guys. Yeah, getting those little, like, grunt guys. And then tapping LB to hear all units. (laughs) And then RB to hear that really weird local units where it's like they splice two takes together. That's Halo Wars. It's the greatest Xbox game ever made. Aside from Brute Force and Blinks the Time Sweeper. Oh, man. <laughs> Never heard of those. Oh. Okay, so Brute Force was the Halo killer, which had the reptilian guy. I've never played it. I've just played a demo. Uh-oh. Blinks the Time Sweeper was from Sonic the Hedgehog Character Designer's studio, where they had to make a 3D platformer for Xbox. And he had a time vacuum cleaner, and he would like... Was it a launch title? I think it was a launch title. I vaguely remember, and I think. our Walmart had a display demo and it's the only time I ever played Blinks but oh. you would go up and be like oh man the staircase fell I guess I'll use my time vacuum cleaner to rewind time the staircase is back no one likes Blinks I, I was just joking that makes sense I guess oh okay there yeah, was, I realized like happy, yeah. yeah there was a second Blinks though so it did do well enough to get a sequel and even I forget there's another Blinks so anyway so he's like <laughs> the knack of the last decade 
This is off the rails. You, you really just threw me for a loop there, but <laughs> Blinks the Time Sweeper may be the Mac of the 2000s. <laughs> I, that's actually like a really apt comparison if you think about it. Because like the creator of Knack is like a video game genius. The creator of Blinks sure he is. made Sonic. There's some parallels there. And you say sure he is, but he's like an actual genius. Oh. <clears throat> what else did he make? Um, Give me his resume. He's been making video games since like the 80s. He designed the architecture of the PS4 and Vita. Oh. Anytime you, you hear him talk, you're like, I feel really stupid compared to this guy. <laughs> he worked on Sonic 2, Spyro, Crash, Jack and Dexter, Ratchet and Clank. Okay. Like, I stay in completely- he has his own consulting business and oh. he works almost exclusively with PlayStation. He's just like... One of the unsung like geniuses of video games, basically. Okay, I still so, completely it, corrected because I was doubting you at first. Which makes it really ironic that he made Knack. Yeah, because that's a total like game. Knack two's okay. Knack one. Mm. I do remember. Yeah. I do remember the line that made me stop playing Knack two though. That was a single dialogue. There one? was a single line of dialogue where I said, "I cannot do this. I am enjoying this one more, and I cannot do this." You get to some ice level, right? And Knack can punch elements. Into shards, which he can then attach to his body. So that's like his power up system, right? Yeah, everybody knows that. Everyone knows this about Knack. Everyone knows the lore. So he punches like some big ice thing, and all the ice shards fall off, and they all like assimilate into his body. And he's like looking at his fist, like flexing, like ice is nice. And I was like, I cannot do this shit. This is I cannot. <laughs> There's some bad dialogue in this game. That is it. This is the last straw. I play Sonic games. <laughs> I I saw a modern Sonic tell classic Sonic to stay classic. I've seen some bad dialogue, but that was enough for me to be like, I'm out. Oh, so I guess you weren't a fan of uh, 2000's Batman Returns, huh? They're not Batman Returns. The one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> you know, he was kind of like a Mr. Freeze parallel in that moment. That's basically Mr. Freeze line. I've actually never seen that movie. I've only seen the Nolan Batmans. We have to watch that immediately. Okay, uh, hang on everyone. We'll just insert the movie here and just do a commentary. Do yeah. our shadows like in the movie theater watching in the bottom. Be like, oh, that's weird. Make a little robot come in. I'm like, it's fine. Uh, but, so we've... What else? Uh, in half an hour, we both said one game we've been playing lately. So uh, that's yeah, good. Just about to, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it doesn't matter. This is a fucking Lucy yeah. Lucy. But, um, something came out today, I'm actually... I was really excited to go home and play it, but... Danger Zone 2 came out. I think I've talked to you about how I like Burnout before. Yeah. It was racing games, you were crashing the shit. So, the people who made that company, it's now EA, and they're slaving on Need for Speed games forever, I guess. They swapped them over from Burnout to Need for Speed, and those games have been mediocre. Mm. So, some of the founders of that studio broke off and made something called Three Fields Entertainment, which like no one pays attention to. And last year, they put out Danger Zone. Danger Zone is like the puzzle mode of Burnout. Where it would give you these like vehicular, you know, environments all on set paths and be like, create as much damage as you can. Oh. And it's all marked by dollars. So you drive in there and it's like a puzzle game and you try and figure out how to do the most damage and collect all the things in the road. It When you said racing plus puzzles really put off, but once you said what the once damage. it's like crashing cars and making explosions, it's yeah. like, oh yeah. And it feels good, it's way easier to understand than I'm making it sound. But they put out Danger Zone, and it was very mediocre. I think I did a video on it. That sounds amazing. Right. But, you know, I want to see them get to a point where they can make, like, a burnout kind of game with, like, the racing and everything. 
and have it feel good because things resemble one didn't really feel good. So the sequel came out today. And this one puts it into like actual cities and not just like some weird floating vehicle crash test dummy yeah. environment the first one had. It was really sterile. But I played a few levels before I came over here and it's... Mm, I'm not feeling hot on it like mm. I was hoping I would. I was so. not expecting that. I'll probably do a video on it, but... You know, I was, like, refreshing the PlayStation Store for this to pop up this morning for when they update the store. Like, that's how much I was paying attention for this. So I paid the $20 immediately, slapped it in. I was like, <laughs> well, that's a video game. But I want to see if it improves. But With updates or something. Yeah, so by the time this comes out, hopefully I've gotten off my ass and made a video because it's been a while. But we'll see how that goes. Because it's kind of... Speaking of making videos... Um... Played Horizon Zero Dawn recently. Like, I really haven't. I still, I still have Britney's copy of that. Yeah, but wait, you say me or you? You. I want to hear. Me. Yeah, I want to hear your thoughts on it because we didn't really um, talk about it that much that I can remember. Yeah, so I think that's an awesome game. I've never played their previous games, the Kill Zones. Oh, neither. Like from the moment they showed that game in a trailer, like Robot Dinosaurs, I was like, "This looks stupid." I'm in. Yeah, good, good, stupid. Exactly. Right. So, <clears throat> yeah, I played it, and like, I think my main problems are, I cannot name you any character that is not Aloy in that game. I would have trouble describing even yeah. the Sun King, who was like one of the more charismatic characters. Their names he was are like, kind of stupid. He was in. The, the the city. I can't even name the cities. Me neither. But it would have those long roads and you'd run out and he'd be in his little throne and people wanted to kill him or whatever and his father sucked. If this is help ringing any bells. I don't even remember okay. that. I so just remember the... this kind of drives to my point. I enjoy... So we not spoil it? Because I was about to... It came out a year ago. Like, oh, more than a year, right? It's 2015. 17. Oh. It came out like a week before Zelda and no one... Well, people played it, but everyone paid more attention to Zelda. Right. Because they were both open-world games with an Archer um, kind of thing going on. So, um, we'll just say spoilers for Horizon Zero Dawn. Skip ahead maybe three minutes? Will that let you say what you want to say? Well, I wasn't really going to... Well, it's only a little bit. But I was watching a, a documentary that, on the NoClip channel oh. of Horizon Zero Dawn. And, um, okay, check back at 29 minutes, and we'll see where we're at. Okay. For the audience. Um, yeah, I was watching that Noclip documentary, and uh, they were showing one of their old Killzone games, and they are like, hovering over a city, and, like, there was this tower, and it looked exactly like the tower that you uh, climb when you find out mm. um, that your mom, you know, you find out basically the, the whole twist of the game, which is, um, I'm going to butcher it if I try to describe it, so I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay, you could probably imagine the twist, but yeah, okay. Um, oh, that was only half a minute. We're good. I barely spoiled but, it anyway. Yeah, actually, that was completely fine. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it, that's kind of my main, probably my only real issue with the game, I guess, is that I don't remember any other character in the overarching plot, like the actual, not theme, but like the idea of the plot. And even like the way they did it, like I was hooked from beginning to end to mm. figure out what was going on, especially after that moment. Yeah. But, um... I don't... I guess it's just the characters. Yeah, really the, the drama that's happening, like, within the world, like, the smaller stuff, it's all real pretty forgettable. You don't remember the early side quest where 
a girl ran off somewhere and you had to go find the girl. Dude, yeah. I feel like that's then every you, side then, quest. Then you found her and she was up in a tree and there were robots near her and she's like, <laughs> Oh, May! Even like a hey, main quest thing? of that guy with the sideburns and the mohawk, like, my oh, sister ran away. The dude away. Who fucking talks like this all the time, yeah. like a total Chad. I do remember that guy a little bit. <laughs> Maybe because he said the sideburns. Yeah. If he did not say the sideburns, I would not have any idea what the fuck you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. But... I that guy was one of the better ones, mm. but it did better. Look, I'm not saying more memorable. I'm not saying good. I'm saying one of the better. Yeah, like yeah, on yeah. the scale of Horizon Zero Dawn characters, he's up there. His sideburns really help a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I couldn't name any of them. But Aloy and then Dad. And that's all I remember. Then there was, I don't think there was the guy who would speak to you through the focus. Is there not like a main bad? There's not like a human main bad guy. It's just sort of a meta. One falls into that role vaguely because there is a fight with him near the end of the game. I know oh, you haven't beaten it, so I'm not going to say much more. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I haven't even, yeah, you haven't even beat it. But the, someone does fall into that role late in the game, and I cannot remember anything about him other than you can say like some horrifically mean shit to him if you choose that dialogue <laughs> option. I watched it on YouTube and I was like, what the fuck, Aloy? Jesus. Then, you know. I'm not going to spoil whether he dies or not, but she makes a movement to kill him, and I'll leave it at that. But I, but I think it's, I think it's a shame because the world they set up is interesting. The gameplay feels great. It's one of the few games I've cared about crafting in. It was like I got to get these ingredients. I'm like mapping out how to get things I want. It's, it's one of the few open world games I've done that with. It's just simple enough and just complicated enough. I feel like yeah, because a lot of those crafting things really, really turn me off. Now yeah. you survive. <laughs> I forgot that came out this year. I was listening to a podcast here. Forgot what came out this year? Uh, what? Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and like the combat. Once you know what to do with every robot, it's easy peasy. And once you've leveled mm-hmm. up, it's kind of the typical overworld or open world problem. But when you first encounter every robot in that game, like I, I felt like not scared, but like really intimidated. Like how the fuck do I deal with this big flying bird? I felt scared the first time you run up on one of those alligator things and they just oh, crawl out of the water. Like, and you see it from the distance and it's like, oh, it's just an alligator, dude. And you run up to him and then it's fucking like 10 times bigger than shoots, a regular alligator. And it shoots ice or something? Yeah. Yeah. It just destroys you. Ah, oh, man. But yeah, like all these things are really good and I think it's like this. I hope it's the kind of thing where, like, the sequel just, like, fixes every problem and raises up all the good stuff for the first game. Mm. Like... I hope there is a sequel. I don't know. I'll take that I'm as I'm going to take a bet here and say there's going to be a sequel. Not just because of, like, where the story may or may not leave things, but also that game is, like, one of the biggest PS4 selling games ever. Right. And, it, yeah. like, immediate smash success, like... No doubt from before they even put the game on shelves there was a sequel greenlit. Because, like, that game is just too good of a... It's just too fucking cool to not do more of. That's very true. And, you know, it's it's gorgeous. I really like... I can't remember any of the music, but I do remember that main, like, A-voice theme. That woman making that noise. Look, I, I like I remember it being good. Like, there's a lot of other like, when you, soundtracks in here. When you go onto a tower and there's that one late motif. Okay. That's yeah. her theme. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, I like that. I... Got the DLC and then got kind of distracted, mm. but the DLC did fix my one issue where it just gives you more inventory space for craftable items because oh. I kept running into that. I thought I had unlimited space for like 30 hours of that game, and then I finally started getting hit all the time with like, you can't care anymore. I was like, yeah. what? 
And you realize you have like 10,000 sticks. Yeah, and I had like 500 sticks. And that was like <laughs> one fourth of my inventory space. I said, like, what the fuck? You don't have that many sticks. Yeah, but I would wholeheartedly recommend anyone try Horizon Zero Dawn. Even if you're tired of open world games. I was tired of open world games. I yeah. fell asleep watching the play Assassin's Creed Origins. Uh, but I would... How could you not love that game? Oh, um, look, I just play as the eagle the whole game. <laughs> but, yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn. I want to get back and finish that DLC and probably do a video on it. But characters, man. That's like the one thing that sticks out in my mind. They're like, eh. They looked goofy. I remember like the city guards had these weird giant feather like headdresses that were interesting. Yeah, I thought the actual like costuming design and everything like that was like actually really like striking and mm-hmm. unique from like anything else I've ever seen. I just can't say the same about the characters. <laughs> but yeah, you know, whatever. So I'm trying to think of what else that recently I've like a newer I've been release. Kind of, I've just been kind of been picking Me at too, yeah. Several games. Like I did buy a Switch. I put forty yeah. hours in Zelda. I don't think that's as amazing as everyone says, but I totally see why they say it. Yeah. I still really love it. Mario Odyssey, I basically binged <laughs> that game. I did agree with everyone else on. I adore that game. Did you finish it? Um, I you... beat the main story. Okay, when you said binge, the... yeah, yeah, I have one fourth of the one thousand stars, basically, or moons. Dang. Same thing. Yeah. Now, if it wasn't for the fact that a lot of that game feels like it's stuff I need to Google. To get the rest of, I see myself easily doing it. But now that it's like, I'll need a supplementary guide because I'm stupid and bad at video games. I'm not sure if I will. When did Mario get so complicated? It's not even... At fucking Sunshine. I yes. Think. When when Bowser Jr. first looked at Peach in Delfino Isle out in the amusement park section and said, Are you my mama? <laughs> That's when Mario got too complicated and got a little in the Sonic territory. Yeah. But we're not going to talk about that today. yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's actually a very Except stupid... podcast. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a whole episode on its own. Yeah. But, I don't know. Odyssey, like, it... Just to go off on this long tangent. Recent Mario games have felt like they have this weird issue of either not pushing things forward enough or just being kind of... Like, every Mario game is really good, right? Yeah. But at, I haven't played one in a while since, like, Galaxy 2 where I got, like, excited about Mario. And this game, like, got me excited about Mario. Like, it's just, it has the usual tropes of, like, a grass level, a desert level, an ice level. Yeah. But it got me level. excited about Mario. I haven't touched a Nintendo in years. It got you excited about Mario. And, like, there's cool twists. Like, the grass level has realistic dinosaurs you can control. And, like, mm-hmm. there's New York City. Why? I don't know. Jazz. There, there's Sonic Adventure Humans. Why? I don't know. You can control a tree. Why? <laughs> I don't know. But it's, like, unabashedly fun. And yeah. it feels creative and well-designed and, like... It kind of reminds me of Splatoon a little bit, where it feels like young people in Nintendo got to make the big shots. Would you say the past couple Marios have been lacking in all those? Yeah. Every Mario game lately has been like an obstacle course. And like, I play it, it's well designed, it's fine. But when I put the controller down, I'm not like, I can't wait to get back to that. Mm. I'm like, eh, that was really good. Mm. You know, I killed some time. That's like a well-made game, but I, I don't feel like, a radiant excitement coming from the game. Like, it didn't feel like it was made with, like, a certain secret sauce on top. Like, everyone made it love making it kind of thing. I'm not... You probably played a game like that, and it's hard to put your finger on it, but when you play it, it's like, the people who made this must have had the fucking blast making it. Mario's Odyssey is the first game since, you know, like, Galaxy 2, I felt that with. <clears throat> and, like, how... 
Sonic Unleashed was the first Sonic game since like Sonic Adventure 2 where I kind of felt that. Like that was the game where that they, was the warehog game, right? Yeah, they implemented an inventory system and you could go around the world and buy food from all over the world and you could feed it to Sonic or you could feed it to that weird little pixie dude and they'd have flavor text for everything. And there was like a lot of weird little details like that in the game where it's like, this isn't good or great, but they must have had a lot of fun making this, yeah. whatever the fuck it is. When you say that, Yakuza immediately comes to mind. Yakuza, yeah, absolutely. That's a game where they put New Japan Pro Wrestlers into their game and put a story mode in there just because they like wrestling. They're like, we're just going to get the wrestling guys in there. Fuck it. <laughs> like, I don't know who those people are, but I want to know now. Like, I feel that excitement coming from the game. Yeah. So that's actually a good point. Yeah, it's exactly what I'm getting at. You got me into the, that game big time. That's my goal. Yeah. You tried uh, maybe four. like two years ago. Yeah. You tried I, to play I, four. And it was, it was good, but it just didn't sink in all the way. And now that... I think you got me started on Zero, and I was just like mm-hmm. hooked and blown away by that game. Yeah, I I let you get overloaded. I should have stopped you. But you borrowed Zero, then like halfway through it, you borrowed Kwame, and then Six came out. I think I finished Zero before. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. I, there was some point, though, where you were juggling at least Zero and Six, or Kwame and Six. Right, yeah, right after I finished Zero... Six came out and Kiwami was already out and you're just like take these and like yeah because I was like <laughs> yeah I reviewed the game I've already played it so you can yeah. have my disc copy yeah you know, I don't care I was like he'll probably get to it he won't like bump it in and you're like oh let's bump this in and I'm like you're missing five games of story what are you doing <laughs> yeah yeah it won't matter when Akiyama stops him in the hospital you'll be like who is this guy oh but he still wound up getting into it which is cool yeah so I did play a good bit of Six just because I. I, a lot of people didn't thought it was a downgrade from the other ones, but I really liked running around. It just felt better. You're talking to someone who thought it was a downgrade from the other ones. Yeah, I know. Review on Game Explain, by the way. Anyone, anyone wants to watch the plug? <laughs> no, go ahead, plug. But anyway, um, I, was the difference is like you played those, but six is like real shiny, and you haven't shiny. seen. I mean, you haven't pulled. seen of Five, where there are five cities with fucking insane amount of shit to do right. with like character specific across all characters there are like five characters in that game you haven't seen like the most the series can have to do so I can see why it's easier for you to be like really into six because yeah. you're not like reaching for those things that aren't there you don't have that phantom pain that you yeah. say <laughs> see I work it in every conversation it's fine <laughs> I'm not upset uh, but yeah so you enjoyed six yeah. You like running around. It's just... Yeah, and I realized that I haven't, like, experienced enough of the series to see the lack. Mm-hmm. But I realized... Which know, is advantageous for you. Yeah, I think so, because it makes me enjoy Six a lot more. Now, maybe... I'm going to actually finish Kiwami before I get back into Six, so maybe it'll, like, reveal itself a little more. But, yeah, the... Kiwami is kind of content light, because that's the first game. Right. So, you're good there, I think. I just figured it would be... Um, Sort of richer. Mm, richer, to quote a YouTube poop. <laughs> you mean just like uh, content or? Yeah, yeah. Mm. But maybe not. I don't know. Excited for Kwame too. That's for sure. The one, super excited. The one thing that makes you want to tell you to finish six. I know you had a big part of Yakuza 6's story spoiled for you. And, and the first one, really, because we watched the movie. <laughs> That's right. We did watch the movie. And the more I think about that movie, the more I fucking love it. 
Really? I don't know. I just, I fucking love that movie. Wow. Okay. I had a great time watching that movie, I've, dude. I've had like the complete inverse thing where the more I think about it, I'm like, what was with the fucking robbers? Yeah, I know. That's just, it's like, oh, there's no AC in here. It's hot. One third of the movie, I think, was that. I love it. I'll just, I, that's good, I guess. <laughs> but I really want you to get the end of six. Maybe it won't have the same emotional resonance for you as it did for someone like me, but. I just want you to see that Metal Gear Solid 4-ass ending. Mm. Not so much in that it wraps up everything. Did I cry? Did I cry? Am I going to? I don't know if you're going to. But you did. I I teared up. Right. I, I teared up. I, I dried up, and then something else happened, and I teared up all over again. <laughs> then I had a, oh, come on, kind of thing that I had to warm up on later. Yeah. It was kind of like a, just like the amount of cutscenes and everything. And like the way it was handled reminded me a little bit of MGS4. And that's the most I'm going to say. That's awesome. I'm I, really excited to finish it now. Yeah. It's less about <clears> explaining every possible thing in the world, the way MGS4 anally did. But it's more just like a weird reverence to the character and like this long-running series, if that makes sense. That's awesome. Yeah, because it's it's his last game, right? Kiryu's last game. <laughs> it's a complicated answer. They have marketed it as... Kiryu Cosmo's last game. Okay. We'll go with the marketing. We won't that. go into that now. Yeah. But I'm sure I'll figure it out on my own. But the last time I teared up uh, during a game, <laughs> I can't... It was during Nobi Nobi Boy when boy measured for girl. I was going to say Kung Fu Panda. Like, earnestly? Since no, right? I, just, oh, I was trying okay. to make a joke. I was like... I couldn't keep a straight face trying to say that. You had a straight face when you just told me that. So I was like, wait... What? And I was racking my brain, like, from frustration? Like, I got almost all the achievements. I don't remember anything. I look. Okay, we're down the dark path. I played it for five minutes. I don't know. Stupid joke. Casual. But, um... uh, I was going to say something else about Yakuza. The last time you cried was during Yakuza Zero's ending. No. Oh. It was emotional. I didn't tear up. That one got... A tear rolled down my face. Yeah, it got me for sure. No, don't get me wrong. It got me. Like, I was... I was more watching it, like, with bated breath of, like, everything that was happening, because, like, Zero took, not risks, but, like, it was more abusive towards his characters. Yeah, Especially the ones definitely. that don't come back. Yeah. So that's what got me. But, yeah, go on. Sorry. Um, no, but <laughs> I really maybe I was at a little bit of a disadvantage, uh, because Zero was my first, and, like, I feel like a lot of things were so fan that, service. I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. And... There's a lot of stuff there that's kind of paying homage to one, mm-hmm. which is ironic because then they remade one mm-hmm. with Zero's graphical style. Yeah. So, like, spoiler, when the cop takes Majima to that weird river underground boat palace yeah. or boat fighting thing, that's kind of getting at something from one. Just a precursor to that. Yeah. And then there's that cop chase near the end of Co-op or Zero where you, like, shoot the rocket and you're shooting at people. That's veering something from one. Mm. Right, so a lot of that's set up in ways to be fan service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to mention just all the specific, like, weird character traits and instances. and But yeah, I could see that. So the last time you cried the game was in GS4, I'm guessing? Legit, like, teared up. Not like... Got emotional. Boo-hoo-hoo. Yeah, just, well, I've never, were, never been like boo-hoo-hoo. If a tear left the vicinity of your cheek <sighs> and trailed your face, we'll count that as crying. I want to say it was after Peace Walker, but the Peace Walker is the last one I remember. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. That is hard for me to imagine. because Did you finish Peace Walker? No, I've never felt... Oh, okay. I've never felt engaged with Peace Walker. Both from gameplay or story, I just yeah. never felt into it. It's... 
I think it's difficult, but if you are like coming off a of recent addiction, I want to say addiction, but just a, if you're hooked on like Metal Gear Solid in general, particularly three, like mm-hmm. I was, I think I just I hadn't finished it, but I just replayed it, and then like going and finishing Peace Walker, I was like, oh. You're like, I can't wait to see the missing link in the saga after this, yeah. where a big boss becomes a villain. I hope they explain that well. Oh, <laughs> so there we go again. I just keep doing it. But yeah, I, think well, I mean, no, it's we're never going to escape that. It's always going to be the Phantom. Mm. Mm. I think it was on purpose. At least there was PT. <laughs> I got canceled. By the way, I read this morning Konami shut down that remake you sent me. But they offered it. They're offering. Was that the remake of three or one? The remake of PT. Because I send you uh, something every time I see like a remake. True. Oh, the remake of PT. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But the cool part is they offered an internship to that kid. Nice. They didn't just say fuck you. They're like fuck you, but (laughs) come here so we can fuck you more. Oh, but that's a little cooler. That maybe though, because why would you even work there? What the fuck are they doing? Making arcade or patchy slots. There is that new bomber man. That's like the one weirdly hey cool thing. They listen. What? You don't like bomber man? No, I love bomber man, but oh. I just wanted to puke on Konami for a second. Understandable. <laughs> but that's like the one weird bastion of like in an ideal world that would be like just a slice of what Konami is doing to be good to fans because like Solid Snake is in Bomber Man R, voiced by David Hayter. Like what? Oh yeah. You know, like, what? But it just feels weird now because you see everything else they do. And there's, like, this weird island off to the end where some poor guy's like, I gotta keep making Bomberman outfits of characters that people actually like. <laughs> and everyone's like, we changed your email again this week, by the way. And it's like, Ugh. I don't know if you remember all that shit from um, a few years ago. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But, that. <laughs> but fuck, man. It's a Peace Walker, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Does that... I, I, dude, it was so long ago, I can't really even okay. remember the particulates, but... The particulates. <laughs> okay, I... Mm, okay, got you. It was just, uh... They didn't do cutscenes much, but the last, like, bit was a cutscene. This wasn't even, like, the final true ending where Paz takes Metal Gear. This was, like... Mm. Uh, there's basically a ghost of the boss just lingering around in one of the... Metal Gears, I think, and then, like, when Snake defeats it at the end, it's finally released, and there's, like, this beautiful scene of the ocean and, like, butterflies, because butterflies was right. their thing, and... Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming back! Yeah. Okay, I will... I could see that. Yeah, so go back and finish Peace Walker. I will YouTube the ending cutscene. Yeah, me do that too. I just don't enjoy playing Peace Walker, even <clears> the <throat> HD version. I can see that. I want to, I just... yeah. I played every other game except five, and then went to that one. Did you know what? I think I was playing Peace Walker off of the hype of Phantom Pain. Like a mm-hmm. year before it released, they were showing a bunch of gameplay because it seemed like uh, Peace Walker Two, basically with all the systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and so I was like, "This is, this is gonna be better." <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's just like if they ever put that out, and it's like here's MGS 4s control scheme. Even it's like the buttons are where everything is. You can crouch walk. I think that's a big thing because I always crouch walk. That's like my middle ground, mm-hmm. almost literally. It's very comfortable. Is it it's safe? Is it that the Peace Walker lacks, or is it the crawling that Peace Walker lacks? Okay, so you could crouch walk but not crawl. You, that's you it. Could just that's it. It was really fucking weird. Literally, that's the only thing. It drives me insane. Yeah, yeah. If you could crawl in that game, 
that I'd be able to play it. Yeah. And that's terrible to say. That's stupid. I should be able to get over it, but I am highly. It's specific. not. Yeah, it's not just that though. There's other things that are just. There are some other like weird things, but I feel like it was I, a PSP game. So. Yeah, so I feel like I could get over the other things and like adapt. But just the crawls. It's just. It's weird. that's what Snake does. Yeah, true. It's a staple point for like me. crawl under a bus, dude. In GS one, you can crawl under something in the very first area and like peek around at dudes. By the way, I hope I'm not wrong. You are. No, okay. I definitely know you could crouch walk and not crawl. I just, I, the, I just if we're wrong about this, this is really I, I, no one's gonna listen this far in. It's fine. <laughs> we can say whatever right now, but it's always one of the two or maybe both. And if they just were like, here it is again, but we added that in, I'd pay forty dollars. I would too, and I'd probably enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. With those patchy slot graphics. Mm. If only. Someday, they're going to remake 3 with those graphics, and we'll be like, okay. We'll be a little happier. That's one of those great hopes that I have. The second one is that that Samurai Yakuza will come to the U.S. Hmm. Uh, I feel like, weirdly, we're more likely to see that happen. Because they're putting 3, More likely four. to see the Samurai or... The Samurai MGS3. Okay. Yeah. At yeah. least more than it used to be, because they're putting 3, 4, and 5 out on PS4. So you would think logic would dictate they'll put at least the first PS3 one out, and that one might actually get localized because Yakuza is popular here now. Well, good, it's vaguely popular. But I, don't, I, I feel like it's gonna blow up a little bit. All because of that chicken. That's that was literally like the catalyst for Yakuza to become popular online. Really? Yeah. I completely dodged that part when I was playing Zero. So that's like Yakuza games. That's weird. They get weird, but that's like the one. One of the weirdest moments in any of the games. But thankfully it didn't set, I don't think, the expectation too weird for anyone. Because everyone seemed to like Yakuza once they played it. Yeah. But like the idea of a chicken managing real estate is pretty far out there, even for Yakuza. It's like you could assign it. You know the real estate thing here you had? Yeah. You could assign him as a manager over a district. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, the chicken. Nugget, of course. Right, yes. His name was Nugget? His name was Nugget. Good. There's a scene where Good. it like shows Kiryu like, dreamily looking at the chicken. He's like, I'll call you Nugget. Oh. Great it's game. It's this unending goofy charm in all of them. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Every time I think I'm burnt out on Yakuza, especially lately, because it's been like one after the other, mm-hmm. I just get back into it. Like right now, I'm like... We're only like a month and a couple weeks from Columbia 2. And what if I played the original 2 in the meantime? Hello? I do that. Could you even do that? I, I have it. Oh, you do? Yeah. I. They reprinted them so they're not incredibly rare anymore. So, good time to be Yakuza. Now, they're PS1 games, right? Two. 1 and 2 are PS2. Then there was the Samurai first one. Then there was 3. Then all that was on. Okay, so I feel like if it was PS1, it wouldn't be as playable, just yeah. the data. But if it's PS2, you know. It's, it's tough, because there's, there's little things. Like, in Yakuza 1, when you start attacking in a combo, you have to keep attacking that direction, or quit your animation, and then turn around. It's not tank controls, but you can't weave around when you're attacking in a combo. Yeah. Then there's things like, it's not an open world game. There are camera angles that are set, so you like run through, and then the camera will change. It's not like the 3D camera. Then every fight has a loading screen. It just cuts to black, and it's like, mobsters. 
then it loads back in and the music starts. It's not crazy different, but yeah. it's weird to go back to. No, dude, I'm just like, can you, like, pause? Yeah. I've been holding this pee for, like, half an hour. <laughs> now that Alex has committed his ritual daily murdering of an innocent child, he's back. <laughs> I have regained my strength. There we go. Um, where were we? Um, I was talking about how Yakuza 1 is not really that different, but also different. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, so, video games. I feel like I should say this. Uh, um, you're secretly you, a racist Twitch streamer. <laughs> <laughs> um, forbidden words. No, the only reason I have... Um, that, the only reason I had any friends in middle school was because Resident Evil 4. Oh, that's why we met in high school. Okay. Because yeah. I never played Resident Evil 4. No, but I was just going around um, pretending to be the merchant. I just... Yeah. Here we go. I hadn't just moved there, but I just, it, we just came from elementary school and... Is Resident Evil 4 the what are you buying guy? Yeah. Okay. What are you buying? And I was just going around doing that in the lunchroom. And if I hadn't done that, I probably yeah, eventually would have been friendless for... A, most of the school, I guess. So eventually that clicked with someone who's like, I know what you're saying. You're not crazy. Why yeah. are you talking about, why are you going around saying this stuff? They're like, oh, yeah. the merchant. <laughs> Come on in, guy. Yeah, this was around the time of G4, so. It took me one second to be like, what? Oh, G4. I never forget G4. We were even talking about G4 like three days ago. And I was like, what? But yeah, got you. Okay. I'm just imagining if I went around our middle school lunchroom saying like sonic quotes or something <laughs> how all that would have went I don't know probably probably bad I think you probably would have had the same result at least one person would have been like like right the line Sonic says when he's paying the child from the Sonic Adventure 2 battle multiplayer child garden of course don't worry buddy <laughs> uh, actually do not lie I, think, I don't think it was D4 that the only reason obviously I was a huge fan of Resident Evil 4 but um, it was the Mega 64 video. I was mm. just like basically copying that where he goes out in public and pretends to be the merchants. I watched your Dragon Ball Z cell saga thing again <laughs> this morning. I woke up and was like, I just need to watch this shit. Oh, it's really good. It is really good. It's it is so good. It's even better the second time. There are like little things I wasn't picking up on the first time that made me appreciate it more. Like they put a ball in front of the camera to represent the laser fight and there's like a line of fur across the middle to represent which side's winning? I was like, I didn't even notice this the first time. Oh my god. That... So good. That came out at the perfect... Well, I watched it at the perfect time because I felt like they weren't doing those type of videos anymore. Like they were just doing like podcasts and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. I can't imagine any channel that does something for a while that kind of takes a break and comes back with a podcast and doesn't do anything they originally were doing people were wanting to see. That'd be like really ironic. Why wouldn't it? Actually, a lot anyway, of... check out episode 1586 of our podcast. <laughs> uh, that's basically the trend of YouTube lately. Yeah, man. I'm good at it. And by that, I mean doing nothing, then making a podcast. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, a lot of people do it. It's... Well, I think it comes from the whole YouTube craziness of, like, we need more videos, you know, and that demonetization thing. And I'm not deep in it, so I don't know. But that's been a thing. I feel a little weird putting stuff on YouTube now because I just don't like how they don't communicate to people and like the changes they make. It's like you find out because someone quote tweeted a Twitter reply they made to someone 
Like, I don't get an email ever that's like, hey, we, you know, we're testing this out with 0.3% of our users about the automated thumbnail thing. Like, I never get an email in my inbox that's like, hey, here's what's changed this month. Maybe it's because I haven't turned off. I don't know. I've been on YouTube quite fucking years. No, I still think, uh, well, when YouTube, like, when it was big, I feel like, I don't know, did Amazon buy YouTube? Google. Google. Okay. Amazon. I always get this so mixed up. Same thing. Not to be this guy, but I think it's just that big corporation thing of like, hey, this is a really powerful thing and we're just going to be, you know, take control of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what happened. I think it broke just yesterday that YouTube's going to start terminating channels that um, advertise Twitch streams. So like, I can put a Twitch stream archive on YouTube, but the second I put a video up saying, hey, I'm going to stream Spyro on my Twitch, I'm now in hot water and I risk some kind of action. See, that's just because just, I'm trying to take them off YouTube. That's we, just so goofy. We talked about um, YouTube's uh, algorithm stuff the other week. Yeah. And I, I went off on the whole thing. Blew my mind. <laughs> late at night. Yeah. So this ties into that of getting people away from YouTube. But like, <laughs> just to get into disparity, like what I do on YouTube is way different than what I do on Twitch. I'm not taking people away from YouTube and keeping them on Twitch, it's like, oh, there's another thing I do over here. Like, if you're here for this, you're still going to stay for this, because I don't do this over there. Like, yeah. you won't get a learning to go PlayStation video on Twitch. Yeah. Because it's, you know, maybe some people, that's an issue, and they just do the same thing both places, but, like... I wouldn't say that's the case for a large amount of, like, yeah. content creators. It's do you think it's because YouTube is trying to take over the streaming? Like, they're just trying to monopolize the streaming? Because I'm sure they like that. Yeah. I don't know if this is to accomplish that, but it doesn't go against that either. Yeah. Just, you know, they do have their own YouTube streaming service, and I think they've closed the curtain on YouTube Gaming, which was a separate, like, front end for YouTube, which would prioritize streams and search results and stuff like that. So they definitely tried. Yeah, they've been trying, and they want that attention, but Twitch is just also so big. Like, it's not YouTube big, but for what it does, it's very big. It's huge. And I don't think ever, like... And Amazon's tied Prime into it now. Yeah. So it's getting that more attention. So unless Twitch starts doing, like, weird stuff like that, then Twitch, I mean, I don't see that ever, like, losing. Yeah. I'm sure YouTube will still be the place for non-gaming content, but, you know, Twitch is just... Twitch does offer video uploads, but their search system is... I've never used it. I've never once searched for something. I've like searched a, for a video on Twitch. I've searched for games right. yeah, yeah, or yeah, people. Yeah. yeah. But I've never been like <clears throat> YouTube poop. John Cena goes to Pizza Hut on Twitch. <laughs> That's probably a video. If not, please make that. It is. <laughs> I just want the image of him very sad, lifting the pizza toward his face. It's like grease just loops off of it. <laughs> I don't know. What, I'm getting explicit, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just don't. Uh, this is like a nostalgic always thing but I remember the old days of YouTube you could customize your channel set your background Mm -hmm. you'd have that description panel on the left you'd be like I hit 25 subscribers on June 9th uh, 2010 and you'd list all that stuff you could set a channel type like I'm a producer I'm a director I'm talent like really (laughs) stupid meaningless stuff but you could customize it you could kind of just that's not there anymore no that's gone every channel has the one channel 
um, template. That's what they called it. It's all generic and... See, you're just learning new stuff about this every day. Oh, man. They, they, they don't need to, like, do all this. Yeah, like, that the stuff is all pointless. It is. It was all pointless. It didn't matter. But, you know, it was character. You could, you know, make something that stands out mm-hmm. on your channel. Yeah. And make people pick, oh, why does he have um, Toby Maguire sad 20 times over as his background? <laughs> What's the deal with that? I don't know, but... <laughs> It's just weird. It's getting <clears throat> yeah dystopian. I feel like any day there will be some change made last week that causes my channel to be terminated and I have no idea why. And I'll find out because they replied to some random person on Twitter and someone quote tweeted it. I'll be like, wait, what? But anyway. It's just so outlandish. Part of the reason is also because I'm just fucking lazy. Every time I think about making a video, I'm like, I'm going to hate it anyway because <laughs> I hate my writing, I hate my voice, I hate everything. So... That's just tough for me personally, but yeah. we don't get into that here. But anyway, um, Never Saw 5 is just like YouTube. See, it's a recurring joke. I just keep making it. It gets better every time. <laughs> but, you know, we're about an hour in. Would you say you want to go on a little longer? Um, yeah. It was a very resigned, like, yeah. I just... I guess. I get so... Um, Did I overload you? A little bit. No, not you didn't. It's just my, like I think. And I just... Mm, gotcha. I could talk about this or I could talk about this or... Mm. I didn't know which direction to go. But what oh, I was... Oh, I could say an easy one, but you go ahead. What I was going to say about YouTube earlier was like all this stuff is like pointless because nobody... I feel like part of it is they want to monopolize like the market and I do that in air quotes because I don't it's free but you know what well, I mean well think of ad revenue yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So that is a you know people make livings off YouTube like it's a market <laughs> nobody to type in a, like to find any video what tutorials you know whatever nobody's like let's look for a streaming video of this it's just let's YouTube this what if I could find a stream of someone telling me how to rotate a picture in my video editor but it what still you, tries to push live streams up to what you're saying. Yeah. You mean on Twitch? No, on YouTube. Like, even, like, simple things like that, to go with what you're saying, it'll push the stream up to, like, near the top. It's like, I don't need a stream of someone doing shit. Oh, I haven't even... Yeah, I haven't noticed that yet. Oh, I thought that's what you were saying, how they push streams above... No, I'm, I'm saying... Stuff. Um, they're already, like, it's already... It's in the language. Like, I'm going to YouTube this. So oh. all this stuff is just pointless. It's like, a verb. Yeah. Nobody's like, let's watch streaming video. No, Netflix. You know? Netflix and chill, yeah. Yeah. They've got the market on that term. Yeah, so it's... Like, yeah, it's same with Twitch. Just If you want to watch somebody play games, it's, you know, Twitch streamer. It's in the language. Yeah. yeah. It's That's, just understood. That's what you do. That's where you go for that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like YouTube is still this huge thing where it's like I can find just about anything on here like anything. I can find someone doing a specific mechanical operation to fix a car which I can copy for myself yeah like everything's on YouTube you know they don't I, I feel like their push is to reach more people and get people watching longer which makes sense that's more ads yeah but they're doing stuff I think they're to, damaging they're slowly pushing people out yeah and like that won't re- affect the top level people who don't know that people live off YouTube or to them it's just once a week they'll search some music that someone illegally uploaded and that's it. That's their YouTube experience. But at some point, you know, whether Amazon pushes Twitch 
more generally, or someone comes in and the people pushed away feel more comfortable there, at some point, if they keep it up, it's going to crumble. I don't know when. Maybe they turn the ship around and it, the, the foundation strengthens again and it's fine. But if they just keep going the way it is, like people are just getting more and more pissed. If they had somewhere else to go, they'd go. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like, where else do you even go? Yeah, everyone's stuck. Like, to what you're saying, there's nowhere else. Because yeah. they, they even, killed everything else. Yeah, even with all this, and like, wow, like, I'm thinking, like, YouTube sucks. I've been wanting to do... You want to get into YouTube stuff. Yeah, and... I'm having a thought now, like, okay, well, maybe I'll just take my content somewhere else, but Way where? To, to get it seen? And, I mean, you can have to make a website and do Twitch, but to really, like... You can buy MeCinnasFan.com for $12 a year through Google Domains, apparently. <laughs> but, yeah. Did we, do you own that, or...? Hmm? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. If you go to MeCinnasFan.com, it just takes to my YouTube right now. Oh, that's neat. Fun fact. But, yeah, it's like... Now you get to face the decision of, I want to do something, this is like the main place to be seen, this is like the place, do I want to put it here? Does putting it here mean, do I even want to make it? Yeah. And like, it, do I even want to share this or just keep it for me because I don't like where I'm putting it? Yeah, and another thing is like, all this information is not very widely known. Is, is that just me or do you think mm. that too? I'd say so. I'm in a bubble where, like... Well, you are a YouTuber, so you're... Like, I know a lot of big YouTubers. Yeah. You know, I follow a lot of other big YouTubers exactly. and stuff I don't know. Like, anytime, like, something barely happens, that's my Twitter feed. Because that's, like, these people's livelihoods. Like, yeah, exactly. you know, I know people who live off YouTube. Yeah. So, when it happens, that's, like, a huge deal. YouTube maybe farts a response out, like, half a week later or a month later and barely addresses the issue and it's so late that they don't even care anymore because they're like, ah, fuck, whatever. Yeah, because something like worse has already something been implemented. Yeah. I'm not going into politics here, but it's like our current newscape in America. Like, everything is so tiring and by the time you even try to care about one thing, five other worse things have happened. Yeah. It's incredible, but not to say YouTube's like our <laughs> current political structure, but, you know, yeah. to make that analogy. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So, like, I can, I can be a you know, bummed out that they changed the monetization short-term YouTube to where you have to have a thousand subscribers and 4,000 hours of watch time every year to stay monetized because that hit me um, and I can't run ads on my videos for me anymore. But by the time I processed that, there's YouTube's just done something else and I found out about it. I keep saying it, a tweet reply to someone else because they don't communicate at all. They're never like, we're thinking of doing this. What do you think? Like, we might implement this huge sweeping change that affects millions of people. But it's like, oh, we did it. You found out about it this way. We weren't going to tell you, but since someone asked and someone at Twitter's, YouTube's Twitter account decided to respond, that's how you know. Yeah, I just feel like there needs to be a community that, like, makes this stuff, like, more out in the open more often. Mm -hmm. The one side I can think of... Um, I told you about the Golden Bolt, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. Good friend of mine. I try to get you to watch his stuff at least. But um, this thing is, I've seen a couple of his PlayStation Plus reviews. Yes, there was a site called Vid.me that was trying to be a YouTube competitor. Oh. I, was, I was putting some of my stuff there. I wish I paid more attention to it. Um, they've shut down, but their staff... Surprise. Yeah, like he reached out to their staff and they would communicate. They would go back and forth. They would talk. They would um, talk about ideas and like changes they wanted to make. Um, I'm sure they did that stuff publicly too, but like they reached out to the Golden Bolt, who's not like a huge YouTuber. Like he's awesome at what he does, but if you look at his subscriber count, he's not like YouTube. He's famous. not pretty guy. 
He's not PewDiePie, thank God. But, you know, it's not like it's incredibly um, um, PR beneficial to, like, take time to respond to him, right? Is what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not going to, like, grow their platform in a huge way. But 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 they did. They still, you know, responded to because him. Because he's a serious, like, creator and... He, he's very know, very smart about his opinion stuff. matters right yeah so they and that's what YouTube is like missing yeah and granted they were still small enough to actually be able to take the time but they, you know, they didn't take the time they Even maybe if, didn't always take the feedback and maybe made changes he didn't like but they yeah. still talked about it yeah exactly and um, they shut down in December or something if you go to vid.me now why? huh do you know why I think it just wasn't profitable you know, because like video hosting, that's a lot of hard drives. Mm. So you got to have a lot of income to offset that and pay people, engineers to make the site happen. Video hosting is just a lot of work. Yeah. So that was probably some like venture capital investment that just ran dry and they couldn't keep it afloat. Mm. Their, I think their new thing is like a site where you can contract artists for things. So it's about like putting the artist first. Because like I went to their new website and it's like, you know, here's a random artist. Here's a description about them. Um, maybe it had rates, but it was like an about me and like examples of their work. Just like one singular focus on that person. I was like, this is interesting. You yeah. know, it's not like you go to DeviantArt and it shows one artist and it's like you can contact them and pay them. It's like, oh, here's an artist. Here's their work. Here's their about me. I think contact information. Yeah. I can't remember the name of their site. But if you go to vid.me, it points you to there because yeah. they have like a splash page now. But, you know, stuff like them. Vidler was a thing. There's a site called Vidler. It, it hosted video. They're now like a business video hosting thing. They're so specifically niche. I don't even know what it is. Mm. There was Vimeo, which is now professional. Yeah. Um, it's more for like music videos and like art, artsy videos. Oh, I thought that was a streaming site, actually. Vimeo. I don't think they do streaming. Oh. There was Daily Motion. I remember that, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's just like everywhere else just Google Video stopped. Used to be able to host videos on Google Videos yeah. and have that searchable and everything. They put their videos in the search results too, but then they got YouTube, so who needs Google Video? Yeah. Another thing is like, if you look, there, there hasn't been any like people that are just YouTube. If you look at any like person oh, yeah. that is doing well on YouTube, they got Twitch. Merch. Merch. Patreon. Podcast, Patreon. Mm-hmm. Patreon's the real savior for all these guys. Like Yes. Patreon is great. They made one change last or at some point that everyone got kind of shaky on. They communicated it and they rolled it back. I think they're probably gonna stay good for at least a while. Yeah. I can see we them hope getting, so. I can see them getting bought out and getting fucked over or something. But for now Patreon's a very good thing. But, yeah. So yeah. I feel like there used to be like not to bring up PewDiePie again, but like he was, he's just a YouTube guy. Like when he came out, like that's all he did. It blew up. I don't feel like that can happen anymore. Yeah. Um, if you don't have Twitter, Twitch, Patreon. Yeah, like to dedicate yourself solely to mm-hmm. like video making. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I imagine, I'm trying to think. There, even at like a hundred thousand subscribers, that's a lot. With the amount of money you make, you can't sustain yourself unless you like pick somewhere in a country with like really low rent and cost of living, <laughs> yeah. and just like, well, I'll move there to do YouTube because <laughs> like 
Yeah. If just, that's you yeah. just can't. That can't be your sole income in, anymore unless you're PewDiePie level. But even PewDiePie walk into a Target, there's a bro fist backpack. Um, he was working with Disney until he whatever fucking racist controversy there was. Yeah. Like every other week for a while there, you know, Disney dropped him. But makes sense. You know that. Even then, YouTube wasn't like his thing. You know that was his thing, and it enabled all these other things. So but he started, yeah. Yeah, he was never like, ah, this is enough. Yeah, so YouTube is more like just a tool if you already have it's something like, else going. It's like the vessel. Like, you can grow an audience on YouTube. Like, if you pick away at something in your spare time, and you can grow that audience that cares about you. Yeah. It can be like opening the door. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, yeah. You know, you yeah. still got to be like, once people care, be like, you know, I have a Patreon if you want to help keep me going or even just like follow my Twitter um, use my Amazon referral link mm-hmm. to buy stuff I'll see one cent I think people still do that I saw game sites start doing that yeah I know like in their news articles they'll be like here's our Amazon referral link here's our disclaimer we get money from this if you don't feel comfortable with that just go to Amazon kind of thing you know it's bad when even like game sites are like hey just more extra yeah you think like Amazon affiliate things are free like start I'll I'll just like I don't want to say startup they've been going for a while but the smaller like podcast that's that's like their thing mm-hmm. of course Patreon and all that but yeah no at least YouTube still has like that going for it of like the audience size <laughs> yeah, yeah like you're not gonna solely have your stuff work out on there but at least there's nothing holding you back from like putting your stuff on there if yeah. you have everything else yeah and YouTube is still like, you know, if you know how to, if you can make something interesting, if you can, you know, if you've read enough about how YouTube works to kind of get an idea of how to do like your title and your tags to show up in search, you can, you can still get an audience. I'd say, you know, if you keep at what you're doing, you know, it's not like impossible to get an audience. It's not impossible to get to that point where people care, but you really got to work for it. Yeah. Like. More so, more than you used to have to. Yeah, like I put that work in, and like my Digimon videos are in like the top twenty search results, which is like where you want to be ideally. Yeah. So like anytime someone searches Digimon World Review, like I'm there. Anytime a Digimon video gets popular, my stuff will start showing up and suggested, and people will start coming to my channel from that. Um, you know, I haven't uploaded a video in a few months, and last month I got like four thousand views. Just because Digimon blew up somewhere. Some guy <laughs> made a video about the anime yeah. and my stuff showed up. That's cool. So they start coming to my videos from there because I yeah. set that foundation. Okay. And I put that work in. But getting to that point. I guess there's some positives then. There, there's some positives. Um, you just, you just got to know what you're doing. Like I, I mentioned the Golden Bolt. I really do think he's just like a, kind of a genius at this stuff. But um you know, I remember early on, he would comment on my videos under, like, his real name with, like, a Majora's Mask icon. <laughs> and he was like, I'm going to start my own channel soon. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll check it out, you know. Um, and I checked it out a bit after he started it. And, you know, I liked what he was doing. But he was always, like, involved in Reddit. So people talking about, like, how to do YouTube, how to make a good thumbnail, how to do the tags. He was always, like, researching and studying and practicing and, like, talking to people who knew what they were doing and, like, yeah. making connections and, like... You know, I remember there was a month there over this year we were talking, like, he got, like, 
some huge amount of subscribers for, relative to his channel. Like he's quadruple past me, I think, at this point, subscriber count wise. Like his videos do well because people, you know, he found a good idea. Like people will search PlayStation Plus reviews, be yeah. like, you know, should I play Heavy Rain? That's on PlayStation Plus this month. Like, and that's a very complicated thing to answer, but you know, Garden Time. <laughs> I, I can't <laughs> reference this vocally, but that video of. Scott Shelby yeah. doing the shoulder thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just immediately. That's like that's like YouTube poop the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he knows what he's doing and like I have no doubt in a few years he'll have dozens of thousands of subscribers, you know, maybe even break that six digit just because he knows what he's doing, he doesn't give up, he keeps at it. Yeah. Like I'd say a lot of people can do that. It's just it also takes some luck. Yeah. Like, so it's not all fire and brimstone. It's just... It's not all fire and brimstone. Getting weird. But once you're there, you're on shaky ground. <laughs> Even still is the thing. Like, you can't be secure. Um, maybe someone digs up a Facebook post you made when you were 14 where you said, like, haha, that is gay or something. <laughs> and someone's like, well, this is terrible. He probably hasn't changed since then. Oh, Fuck this yeah. <laughs> like, that's a thing, too. That's a thing that can totally happen. Yeah. And probably will happen to everybody, at least once. Yeah. Like, on my Twitter, I used to get in the fights with people when I was bored at working at KS. Mm-hmm. And, like, there, you know, there's this one guy. Everyone on Twitter knew about him. He's kind of terrible. I got in a Twitter argument with him. I did the quote treat, look at this guy's shit I hate nowadays. I was that person. Yeah. And there's a point where it's like, I just got to wipe this whole thing because I'm not proud of any of this shit. <laughs> so, you know, I used to have, like, 30,000 tweets. I just, all gone. Like, I'm not that person anymore. I don't want people to think I'm that person. Yeah. This was before all this started happening. I just didn't want that on my account anymore. It's smart. It's like good you know, hindsight to do that. Yeah. It's not like I had anything terrible to hide. I just didn't want someone to pull that tweet out and be like, look at this guy. And I'd have to be like, no, that's not me. Because some people just see that. And they're like, oh, they're, they're terrible? Okay. Mm-hmm. Never interacting with this stuff. Yeah. I can think of when it happens on Twitter. It's like, man, look at this terrible person. I'm like, well, I'm not paying attention to them now. Like, that's awful. Yeah, even if it was, like, four years ago. Even if it was, like, four years ago. Yeah. So there's anything to happen. Maybe YouTube is just, like, no more gaming content. There's too much copyright, you know, um, risk with mm. a game company. Like, what if Fortnite, you know, they make so much money now. What if Epic Games, the developer, the studio was just, like, we just want that money ourselves. We were going to talk to YouTube. We are going to get a cut of every video, people's livelihoods. I bet there's just enough where that would... They'd have to be like, please look at my Patreon. Please subscribe to me on Twitch. Please donate. You know, any little thing. It's not impossible. You know, I'd say that'd be a bad publicity move and that would probably kill that game. Yeah. But if they got away with it and did that, you know, anything can happen. Nintendo now takes a cut of um, any video that's content ID matched to their games. So they set up a way for you to do it officially where they'll take a cut of the cut YouTube gives you. So, if you want to cover Nintendo content exclusively, you got to work harder, basically, and hope you get bigger numbers. Or, they'll just take all your cut, I think is how they do it, if the content ID matches. Like, if you play Mario Kart 8, and they're like, oh, that's Mario Kart 8. Nintendo does that. Yeah. There was a point where Sega of Japan in 2014 was striking down videos of Shining Force, an old-ass 90s video game series, because they were releasing a new game in their Shining series, which is not Shining Force. But they were cutting down all these old video game videos and being like, no, that's copyright strike. You have one of three strikes now. Three strikes, your channel's gone. 
So they're like, we're just going to, you know, that's ours. Take it off. And Google's like, well, you are the copyright holder. Okay. That's so weird. Yeah. I think um, just because all of this is like relatively pretty new, mm-hmm. you like... No one knows what they're doing. Yeah. And all these businesses are like, oh, we're losing money. <laughs> with that exact accent hey, hey, hey. But, yeah, yeah like, but I feel like um, it, it, like that's that reason alone has potential to like turn around just because like gotta re-figure some shit out yeah I think some companies are doing it smartly like um, the Sonic the Hedgehog YouTube account someone made a YouTube poop of a Sonic like live panel presentation right where they made the panel people who work for Sega or work on the games react to the head of Sonic team saying Sonic Forces was bad. And everyone went, oh, like stuff, uh, an official company account should probably not associate themselves with. Yeah. And the guy running the account should probably just watch from work and laugh at it. But, you know, um, they made the social media guy say something like, um, you know, Sonic sus, 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 38 or something. So you see the official Sonic Hedgehog account in the comments say, Sonic SSSSSS38 or something. And then the guys on Twitter are like, oh, what the fuck? Like, what? They're watching it? Like, I feel like that's a smart way to do it. You know, yeah. you can't comment on a video where someone says the N-word or something and tie your account to that and be like, haha, great video. But you can get on these weird fringe cases and support that. Sega of Europe is bringing Shenmue YouTubers to, like, China, where Shenmue takes place. They just put out a video today of, like, a Shenmue YouTuber, like, talking about... Shenmue and like going through the places it was inspired by that's awesome like there's cool ways to do this shit like you should be you know you get into some murky waters like um, you know does that Shenmue YouTuber now have an obligation to say good things about the collection they're putting out next month that's where it gets a little shaky but I feel like there's more ground lost by striking these people down who are talking about your games to people than you know to raise them up yeah because like if you know, let's say Sega put my Yakuza video on their Twitter. Like, maybe more people will check out Yakuza. But if they're like, fuck this video, we don't want you, you know, that's our game. You know, I'm now someone who talks about Yakuza to everyone. <laughs> and it's like, well, now I'm going to be like, well, fuck. You know, I'll just play it and not talk about it then. <laughs> like, that's how you're going to treat me. Yeah. It's it's all weird. Yeah, and the I think the people making these decisions are sort of detached mm-hmm. from all this stuff. And that's why it's so weird. I immediately have a great example coming to mind to support what you said. Um, Atlas, the Persona games, mm-hmm. when Persona 5 came out, they had some weird restriction in place, like you cannot stream the game. Or Sega, J- Sega Japan, Atlas, same company at this point, will strike down your account. Everyone in America rightfully went, well, that's fucking stupid. But in Japan, that's you know, there's that translation issue. They're not as familiar with a lot of how the Western market streams games and stuff mm-hmm. so you had employees in Atlas like frantically writing to Japan be like no 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 like, you can't do this this is like PR suicide you know and like a week later they like you know massage the restrictions kind of stuff but like oh you know a lot of it is like top level people say like you know that's money we're not getting and yeah. not seeing that that actually comes back around mm. and like raises yeah. what's that saying a high tide raises all boats or something that kind of thing I don't know I heard that well, it sounds. Really, I, I totally sounds get it. Really yeah, 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 I totally get it though. Yeah, um, sort of like different, like off the wall example, but um, Dunkey is known to like not bullshit. He just like you know says what he thinks about a game for real. And his Assassin's Creed Origins video, he was like pretty much shitting on it. But 
if Ubisoft said take the video off YouTube, that would be ridiculous because I rented Origins, even though I saw that video and like enjoyed it, and I would probably go back and play it. So there's you know yeah, it's just they're detached. Like from, you like Donkey and you watched that video, and even though he was shitting on it, you saw something you might have liked. Yeah, exactly. You wanted to check it out and see for yourself at worst. Yeah, which it, gave you the opportunity to like it. Otherwise, you might have just let that go because we're both kind of reformed or not born again Assassin's Creed fans, but we used to be really into Assassin's Creed. So this guy, you know, that video got you to check that out, which is a good thing. Yeah. At least for Ubisoft. Even if you rented it and they didn't get the money, you at least gave it more of a chance than you would have. Maybe the next Assassin's Creed game you'll try. Exactly. It's, My it's body DLC, origin. you know, all that. Merch, whatever. Season pass. <laughs> oh, Jump off a roof into a hay bale and just see Ubisoft. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, plus Donkey sort of a comedy channel so I yeah just took it at that and was like, he, well, had, he has his critical videos but he's more of a humor channel he's, yeah he still makes jokes and I was like well he's right about a lot of this but I think I'll still like it so mm-hmm. yeah yeah because I know there are people on YouTube if they say check something out I'll check it out mm-hmm. you know as best as I can like you know I just know where my taste align and if you know they share my taste or even if I don't share their taste I just know they find something interesting there. I'll probably find something interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I mention him every time we hang out. I feel bad, but like, Giant Bomb, the guy who runs that, Jeff Gerstman, like, I'm not really with him on a lot of his game taste, yeah. but he's been like critical of games for like decades. So when something gets him excited and he's on a podcast, like, oh my fucking God, I'm yeah. like, there's gotta be something cool here if it's like making him excited. Yeah. So I'll check it out. Yeah. yeah, and even the reverse, uh, a lot of YouTubers that I respect and like, I thought we shared like almost one hundred percent the same taste. At least three different guys like were dogging on the new God of War. I can think of the people you're talking about. Yeah, at least one of them. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, "Huh, that's interesting." I'm still gonna like buy that game and love the show, and I did. So, if. Some uh, executive could just get that in their head. Yeah. I feel like all of this might. I think the thing is, those executives don't go to YouTube for that content. You know, if they're even or if they games. even consume content at all, they might just consume babies. You don't. I mean, that's probably a better use of everyone's time, honestly. <laughs> it helps you live. But <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I don't see like the head of Square Enix going home and being like, Cracking his fingers, like, let's see what Donkey said today. Yeah, you know, exactly. or like, you know, watching like Game Grumps or whatever. You know, they'll probably watch like a clip someone handed to them and be like, they're making money off our game. That's clearly our game. Strike them down. Mm. But yeah. yeah, if I was a CEO, that's the first thing I would do. I just, I just, I'd just be watching YouTube videos in the office all day and like switching tabs and everyone walked in. Like, <laughs> oh no, yeah, I'm spreadsheets. <laughs> Those exist. Uh, you better believe it too. Papa John's fired. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Donkey's whole that happened. Donkey's whole operation is going to crumble now. There's no more Papa John. Papa, I wonder what he thinks about that. Papa John was a racist Twitch streamer all along. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> <sighs> Some people just look like jerks, and you can always tell. Papa John, I always got that kind of impression. Of. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Just from the pictures, like mm. pizza was so they, good. But, I'm going to leave this pizza box open just so I don't have to look at your face. <laughs> Basically. It'll get cold. Yeah, don't put your face on the pizza box, though. Unless you're the Little Caesar, because... Yeah, that's a cartoon character. I don't want to look at an old... 
40-year-old man's face while I'm eating pizza. Plus, the second you're handed a little Caesar box, you already regret every decision you've made anyway. <laughs> they could put, like, anything on that box. And get, uh, you'd be resigned anyway. Yeah. Papa John's, though, sometimes there's good pizza in there. And they give you a little pepper. Most of the time. And that's what sucks. <laughs> I don't get them often, but they haven't hit that weird consistency like McDonald's does. Yeah. Where, like, you know what you're getting every time. Yeah. We need to hit Hussens, speaking of that. We do yeah. need to hit Hussens. Yeah. That's been one of our months long. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll do it next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. So this went places. Yeah, it did. I was thinking at worst we'd like talk about places near us that are abandoned we want to go to. Yeah. And someone <laughs> listening in Britain would be like, who cares? But <laughs> I feel like, you know, yeah. we covered some... Deep topics, weirdly. Wasn't, yeah. Wasn't thinking we'd do that. Pretty good. Me neither. I didn't I had no idea where we would go. Yeah, probably, I thought we would just talk about games the whole time, but... I'll probably edit out everything, but yeah, you eating... <laughs> I hope you don't edit it at all. Eating baby's part. Minimally. But, oh, yeah. That's, that's, I'll just put it up like, this guy eats babies? Must quick to find out. <laughs> I'll have a huge yellow text and me going... With like thumbnail. a Fortnite thumbnail. With a Fortnite thumbnail. I'll start the video. With Minecraft. With the chicken dance. <laughs> And Minecraft Steve will be next to me, and I'll have a banner pop up saying Notch is not racist. I swear, <laughs> even though he only likes white people. Oh, Whatever Notch did on Twitter this week, I stopped paying attention to him a long time ago. Yeah, I, I, I thought he fell <coughs> off the grid completely. But anyway, um, yeah, I, hour and a half is probably a good time. That's, to end this. Yeah, that's great. You know, I, I, I could definitely go for like a, another hour at least, but I'll have you on again sometime. Keep it How short about that? Too. Yeah, for sure. The direction I, I was going to go was just be like, "What games are you looking forward to the rest of the year?" And I'd be like, "Spyro." Oh man, we didn't even hit on that. We totally could. I next episode, I guess. Next episode, yeah. Find out the games we were looking forward to. <laughs> right. But yeah. Thank you for listening in. Next time, I don't know. We'll find out what happens. We out. We out. All units. <laughs>